Hello and welcome to another episode of Caught Between a Tie and High Heels. I'm your hostess, Jamie, and this is the podcast. It's a answer, question, answer. I Again, you got to forgive me here. I am, uh, I'm on cough medicine because, as you can tell, I'm a little nasally. And um, I keep going back and forth. The weather around here is changing. We're starting to get into the warmer months. Of course, we just had daylight savings time, and I'm screwed. So, um, and my uh, <laughs> my allergist says that I'm pretty much allergic to everything out in the world. From January to December, there's always something that I'm allergic to. So, you get the nasal Jamie. Um, this is a question and answer podcast where we discuss issues about being transgender and about having to hide or that feeling of having to hide or still hiding. Um, and also I kind of spill my guts about me, my experiences and, um, just my stuff in general, because I really don't have any other experience except for my own. So that's kind of how I'm going through. I would, I'm, doing this also in order to be able to connect to you to see if there are others who have similar or different experiences and uh, to be able to really touch base with the community. Um, this week, as promised uh, from last week, we are talking about how someone identifies. So last week we talked about, um, we answered a question from I think it was Amanda, um, as far as am I really trans and what makes someone really trans? But, uh, and I probably overkilled on that because I, I was probably, yeah, yeah, I was recording a little later. <laughs> but um, this week I wanted to focus on the many different ways. So all you trans guys and trans ladies that are out there or intersexed uh, that are listening to me, if you're intersexed and listening God, thank you. Welcome. Uh, I really don't think that enough lights get shed on uh, your side of the community. Um, and I'm certainly going to try and do my part if I possibly can. Uh, but I would love to hear from you. Um, I want to talk about the, uh, for all those that are there uh, in those different categories, trans men, trans women, intersex, this is going to be old hat. You're going to know this already. This is more for um, the allies that we have that are out there listening, hopefully. Um, and to really, because this is something that really, uh, I think, is one of the major confusions that we have or we get faced with every time we come out. So, like, for instance, I came out to my brother. Um, he lives in Colorado. And he instantly thought that because I was telling him that I was transgender, that that meant I liked guys. That I thought of myself as a woman and that I must be, in his eyes, gay. First of all, I can't be gay because I'm not a man. And so there was a lot of confusion in that. And so I had to walk through the steps that you're, the way that you identify is way different than your sexuality. So there's a, there's a couple of different sayings and in guys and trans guys and trans girls say it with me your gender how you identify um your gender is really how you go to bed and your sexuality is who do you go to bed with 
And so they are two completely different things. But I understand where it can be confusing. So what I've done is I've really kind of laid it out, the differences between the genders and the sexuality um, that are there. So first, the less confusing, I think, <laughs> um, let's talk about sexuality. Now, I will say, me personally, I identify as a transgender woman who is a lesbian. And if you really want to get specific, I am a transsexual that identifies as a lipstick lesbian. So what does that mean? Uh, when you break everything down, of course, lesbian means a woman who is attracted to another woman. Now, lipstick lesbian means that they're, uh, you're a woman who um, likes to be feminine and to express oneself uh, more with more femininity. And you are attracted to similar like or you're yeah, you're attracted to someone of similar quality, a female who um, likes getting dressed up, likes doing makeup, likes doing hair, shoes, nails, the whole nine. Um, that's a list list. That is a lipstick lesbian. Um, so that's how I identify. OK, so. But there's even way more than that. Of course, these are the the LG and the B that I'm going to talk about in the LGBT. Um, and then we'll get, go from there. OK, so lesbians. There you go. A woman who is physically and romantically attracted to another woman. You have gay men. This is a male that is physically and emotionally and romantically attracted to another man. There are even breakdowns with these that we have within the community. We have bears. Um, anybody who's ever gone to a uh, gay bar, you've probably seen a couple of bears around. And I love bears. They give, A, first of all, the best hugs. If you ever, <laughs> I've only gone to two gay bars before in my life, and I had bears that were watching the door. Usually these are really big guys, the biker types. They usually have a lot of hair. Um, they have a lot of facial hair. And most of the time, these are these are big guys. You know, they're not skinny little fellas. And But they give the absolute best hugs. So to all my bears that are out there, love you, love you, love you. Um, you are awesome. And uh, so that is a... A subcategory of male, just or the gay man, uh, just like lipstick lesbian is a subcategory of a lesbian. Lipstick lesbian, subcategory of lesbian. Yeah, I said that right. Okay, let's move on. Now, of course, the next one, the B part of everything, is bisexual. This means a romantic or sexual attraction to both of the gender of the both of the gender binaries of both male and female. Okay, so that's bisexual. So that's how I'm romantically and physically and sexually attracted to someone who is either a male or a female. Then we have a pansexual. Now, my uh, child, um, actually, who identifies as transgender pansexual, they are pan, uh, pansexual, which basically means... Um, 
they are sexually, romantically, and emotionally attracted towards people regardless of their sex or gender identity. So what that means is these are people that love males, love females. They love trans men, trans women. It really doesn't matter. And as my child likes to say, and I joke around, we joke around about it a lot, is that whatever you got down there, she'll make it work. So there you go. Um, so that's pansexual. All right. Then you have asexual. This is a lack of sexual attraction to others or lower absent interest in or desire for sexual activity. So these are just people that just, you know, you know, they want companionship, but they're not looking to be physical. And that's cool. There is absolutely not a thing wrong with that. Um, and yeah, okay. So nothing wrong with that whatsoever. And how cool would that be is like there's no... I, I don't know about you, but I mean, you get nervous when you try to perform for sex. So I can only imagine being asexual um, and kind of hormones kind of do that to you a little bit. My libido has dropped so bad. I really thought that, oh, okay, well, now I'm a lesbian asexual. I like the company of women, but I really don't want to have sex. But that changed after about a year and a half. So my libido came back. And you get that itch every once in a while. And, you know, you just got to scratch it. All right. So uh, I am also not forgetting because, but I don't, I could not really find a clear definition for this. And if anyone, this is for polysexual. I uh, myself, I do not have a firm grasp. And I do not want to say something um, or be able to not be able to not being able to talk intelligently, not being able to talk intelligently, cough medicine is awesome. Um, I don't want to say something uh, as far as a definition of this that I'm not sure about. So if anyone is listening and you identify as a polysexual, please educate me. I would love to know what is that that perfect definition of what someone who identifies as polysexual would be, okay? So, that out of the way, those are your sexuality. That's who you're going to bed with. Now let's talk about what I think is the more complicated is, how are you going to bed? How do you identify, all right? Now, we're going to start off with the granddaddy umbrella, transgender. There's a ton of different uh, identities that end up getting swept under this big, huge umbrella that is transgender, the label of transgender. Um, I did not know about this. When I was getting growing up, again, being a Gen X, I was born in 1970. I start learning about all this stuff in the 80s. All I knew was two different words. I knew transgender and I knew transsexual. All right. So um, in, in the definition, and I think I talked about this in the last episode, was for me, back in that day, a transgender was someone who felt, um, was actually, they felt that they were born in the wrong body. And a transsexual was someone who was doing something about it. Uh, and that'll clear up with these definitions that I have for you. 
Oh, by the way, if you hear bells, uh, my cat is around in here somewhere. So she might be, it's just her. It's my alarm to let her know that she's up in the window. Anyhow. Uh, okay, so yes. Um, transgender, basically someone who does not feel that they are in the correct, they are the opposite gender of the one in which they were born into the world. Transsexual is one who seeks and desire, desires to transition permanently. Basically, the differences between the two terms, transgender is the psychological gender identity, and transsexual is more of the physical aspects of changing. So there you go. So there's your differences between transgender and transsexual. Then we run across transvestite or cross-dressing. Now, again, and I did bring this up, I think, the last time, transvestite is, for me, always been a naughty word. You, It's uh, insultive to someone, and the term has uh, always been, for me, the polite term would be cross-dressing. I don't know if that's changed or not. I really don't know if people have embraced transvestite or not. Um, if you know, let me know, because I don't. And <laughs> I'm always thinking I never use the term, except for times like this when I'm trying to explain these. Um, but yeah, transvestite has always been kind of a naughty word. Uh, like tranny. Ugh, female. Oh my god. That I mean, that's all porn stuff. That's not respectful at all. Um, and I instantly tune out anybody that says anything like tranny or you know she boy or anything like that. yeah I'm totally ugh. okay um transvestite or, cro or cross-dressing majority are het uh, heterosexual they do not wish to change their physical body through surgery or through hormones they just like dressing in the opposite gender's clothing that's it there you go um Moving on to my favorite. Uh, these are the showgirls of the transgender world. The showmen and women, I should say. The drag queens, the drag kings, and the faux queens. Now, I, I'm sure that you've probably heard of drag queens. RuPaul is the most, you know, drag race, the most fabulous of all drag queens. But... You have to understand the overall definition. It does not mean necessarily that someone is gay or heterosexual. Many different... There there can be transgender men, transgender women that also do drag. And so you can't just instantly label, well, that's a gay man that's a, a, that, who's dressed up as a woman, or that's a gay woman or lesbian who's dressed up as a man doesn't always work that way. So get those stereotypes out. Um, so drag queens, of course, is a male who dresses up. This covers the genre of a male who dresses up in women's clothing. A drag king is a woman who dresses up in men's clothing. And then a faux queen, and I really didn't know this existed until about a year ago. So this is really interesting. And I have yet to see a whole lot of performances like this. But you have a faux queen, which is a woman who does female drag. So it's basically just like over-the-top costumes for themselves. I just think that's fabulous. So, and I don't blame them for being wanting to left, uh, not being want, not being wanted to left, be left out. I cannot talk today. 
I'm so sorry. 60 minutes in and you would think that I would be able to have my my verbal poop together. Okay. Now we start getting to the complicated parts of gender identity. Again, these are all ways in which someone identifies as to who they are, not who they're attracted to. Intersexed. As I talked about that earlier before, again, I loved my intersexed um, uh, brothers and sisters, or they. Um, but these are people that are born with any of several variations in sex uh, characteristics, including chromosomes, gonads, sex hormones, or genitals, that according to the UN Office of High Commissioner for Human Rights, do not fit the typical definitions for male or female bodies. This is intersexed. Okay? And this can be very, um, oh my gosh, this can be for a young intersex person extremely, extremely confusing. Um, and, oh my gosh, I could not imagine. I had enough trouble with just being transgender and transsexual. I could not imagine this. Um, also hermaphrodite, which again, I think is a naughty word. I don't like that word. I don't like the term. I love intersexed way more, but they have, uh, the word hermaphrodite has been connected as intersexed. Again, naughty word. Don't refer to it. It's basically a, um, it's seen as an insult and it's, uh, to me, I don't like it. So I'm, I never use the term Okay, then we go on to non-binary or genderqueer. Now, this can be where the Q comes in. So you have the, it used to be LGB. Then, uh, and I can't remember the date now. Oh, I used to know these. The T got added, so it was LGBT. Then it became LGBTQ. And then there's, a, it, now I believe the whole thing is LGBTQ, which stands for queer, I, intersex, and A, asexual, and plus, and that's pretty much for everybody else, um, is the way I'm, I'm thinking that it is. But non-binary and genderqueer, this is basically a spectrum of gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine identities that are outside of the gender binary. Um, oh my gosh, who was it? Oh no, was it gender... Non-binary? No, 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 never mind. I'm thinking of somebody else. Okay. So there you go. So that's non-binary. I'll read it again. Non-binary or genderqueer is a spectrum of gender identities that are not exclusively masculine or feminine identities that are outside the gender binary. So there you are. They're neither masculine nor feminine. But there are subcategories that are within the non-binary or genderqueer. And we're going to go through those. There are four that I have right now. I'm sure there's probably others, um, but we're going to go through four. Okay. Um, the first one is bigender. So uh, it also is known as dual gender. It is an identity that includes any two gender identities and behaviors. Bigender is typically understood to mean that one identifies as both male and female or moves between masculine and feminine expressions. There you are. Um, and I think this is the one I was talking about. I believe um, Lando Calrissian. 
Billy D. Williams, he came out as actually being gender fluid. I believe that's correct. Oh my God, I want to. <laughs> I hope I'm not saying it, saying that wrong, because I don't think he's gender queer. I think he came out as gender fluid. This is again a subcategory of gender queer. So these are people that express a desire to remain flexible about their gender identity rather than committing to a single definition. Their gender expression may fluctuate between both masculine and feminine over their lifetime. So they're just hanging out. They can do whatever they want to do. Um, the, you know, if it's a guy and um, you just want to act feminine, well, then there you go. Um, and that's gender fluid. Then you have agender. So now this is also uh, called genderless or gender free. The A basically meaning without gender. Um, these are, are people who identify as having no gender whatsoever. And they usually, these are where the pronouns are coming in. And a lot of these for gender queer, they usually like uh, the pronouns they instead of the binary he or she. Um, but agender. So they don't really, they don't relate to anyone. They're just sort of androgynous all the way across. Um, demigender. Um, this is actually a new one that I ended up hearing about last year, uh, which I was really kind of, um, had no idea. This is really awesome. Basically a person that partially or mostly identifies with one gender and at the same time with another gender. There are several subcategories of this identity, such as demi-boy or demi-man. List goes on. So that was something that I, I was uh, not aware of. But again, gender is way something different than your sexuality. But these are all ways... I mean, you can get really caught up in labels. I don't like being caught up in labels because what in the end, what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything that, I mean, you know, yes, I am a, I, I identify as a trans, and most of the time I identify as a transgender lesbian. And that's it. So that tells you how I identify as a person. My pronouns should be she, her, and hers. And I'm also sexually attracted, not like it's anybody's business, but I am sexually attracted to women. There you go. That doesn't mean that every transgender person, every transgender woman is attracted to females. There's a lot that are transgender bi. So you can have a transgender woman who's bisexual. You can have a transgender woman who is asexual. Um, there's a lot of different uh, aspects to these. So don't get so caught up in labels. And again, any of you guys or girls who are transgender or transsexual, and you, I know you've already heard this. So this is kind of repeated material because we grew up with this. Um, all this stuff and <laughs> stuff that we learned a long time ago about ourselves. At least I hope so. If not, if I've shed some light on this for you and you are transgender, then awesome. Then I'm glad I was here to help. But I wouldn't get so caught up in the labels. Um you know, you want to belong, but yeah, don't, don't get, I, I got really worried because they didn't have those in the eighties. And now all of a sudden there was more and more. And again, there's like all these different, you try to look up uh, uh, LBG, L, LGBT pride flags 
you would be amazed at the number of different flags that there are for sick, you know, small little subgroups of whatever. Um, there's so many different symbols within the uh, LGBT community. It's hard keeping up with it all. It really is. A lot of them have history. A lot of them have good history. A lot of them have bad history. But I really would challenge you in order to, you know, educate yourself a little bit more on what those are. Um, and again, if I missed anything, let me know. I'm not perfect. You know, I'm just a girl trying to make it in the world. But if I miss something, let me know. And if I miss a defined a term, I am happy to be corrected. So let me know, because I would rather get out the good, the the right information than with instead of just, you know, throwing something weird out there. So I would love to hear from you. Um, with that being said, I am going to say goodbye uh, for this week. I hope you enjoyed the um, episode. If you have any questions, give me an email at questions at tieandhighheels.com or you can just go straight to the website at tieandhighheels.com. There is a contact page, a little form, and you can just write to your heart's content and let me know what uh, let me know what you would like to know, or what what questions can I answer? If it's about me, life in general, whatever. Um, also, you can search for uh, search for me on Instagram and Facebook at tie in high heels, and I will also ask you to please give me a review on iTunes so others in the community will be able to find me um, and uh, hopefully be able to join our little group. So. Again, thank you so much. It means the world to me that you guys are listening, and I will talk to you next time. All right, take care. Bye-bye.